Monster RX 93.1 presents Heard on Thursdays Hot conversations on hot topics Your host, J.C. Tevez Good evening, Monsters. I hope you're having a good week. JC Tevez back with you on the show that made FM Radio Talk. Heard on Thursdays, only on Manila's Hottest Monster RX 93.1. Are you happy right now? At this moment, where you are? Well, if there's one person who knows how to be happy and fulfilled and productive, whatever the situation, it's our guest tonight. And not just because she's literally happy, as in her name, it's happy. She's a renowned fashion designer who has turned her current situation around both to accomplish her art and to help frontliners and professionals in the medical and service industries by coming out with her own limited edition line of stylish and affordable personal protective wear. She studied fashion courses at Central St. Martins in London. Throughout her young career, she has won many awards, including International Emerging Designer at the 2012 Miami International Fashion Week. Two major awards in the third Asian Weddings and Arts Competition in Hong Kong, Grand Prize winner of Swatch's My Rabbit Story, and Smart Choice winner in the Weaving the Future Competition of the Fashion Design Council of the Philippines. She has represented the Philippines in major fashion shows in Beijing, Las Vegas, Toronto, Singapore, Korea, Japan, Rome, Milan, and other cities. Heard on Thursdays, I'm happy to have with me fashion designer, stylist, and makeup artist, Happy V. Andrada Gra, or simply Happy Andrada. Good evening, Happy. How are you? Good evening. Good evening, uh, JC. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, I, I see you're at home right now. I see you're. Are you in your like little uh, styling room there, or is that just your? <laughs> I'm just in our um, room. The, what do you call it? The styling room is next door. It's kind of messy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, um, yeah. First and foremost, thank you very much for joining us this evening. And uh, to all our monsters out there, your name, you know, I'm sure has rung a lot of bells. Uh, whether they've heard of you indirectly or they are huge supporters of you and your work. Uh, but please tell us how you became the happy Andrada. How your name gives some sort of mental image to people. Like, that sounds familiar. Or I know her work. How did you get from when you when you started to where you are now? Just give us our give our monsters a little bit of a origin story of the happy Andrea. Well, I think it's just like um, purely like passion. It's about having fun, and then when I design for clients, I make sure that they're happy. And then I see fashion as an art, so it's like basically a canvas for me like creating different things i used to create like avant-garde to wedding gowns and then children's wear basically anything about like clothes okay and i just really enjoy what i like to do and then i really work hard right when did you start when did you start uh your your uh your career i mean how how uh, sorry how did you start your career what were the what were the the beginnings of your career like tell us about that I guess like I got into fashion when I was like um, in high school. I was like designing while I was in class, and then during my 18th birthday, um, I had a fashion show and then an art show at the same time. And then I donated like the funds for like the um, orphans. And then after that, I took fashion designing, and then things just happened. And we opened like a shop called Fart Fashion Art together with my sister Viva. Okay. And then. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying every day, like designing, even working on the PPs. Nice. I love it. 
I like how you mentioned uh, in high school that you were you already designing as early as in your high school days. So that that leads me to ask: Were you the stylish one in the in the in your class? Were you the one that people would say, "Hey, she is the fashion." She's the fashion girl. She's the she's the one that you go to for fashion advice. Where, would you would you label yourself as the fashionable one in high school? I say I was the one who was trying trends even like grade school. I was wearing something different all the time. Like other okay. people would actually like be judgy about what I was wearing. But then after that, it became like a trend. Uh huh. So you Because created the like, trend. Like, I think in high school there was like a lot of bullies in local okay. school before. And then I guess um, I'm a designer now. And then the things that I what what I was wearing before became like a trend. So, uh -huh. yeah, so you you, you started you were like the trend hair, like had like weird hair, and then I had like um pants. Uh -huh. Um, and then on top of the pants was like the skirt, so it was like a lot of fun, like the platform shoes. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. It was really different though from the other like um, classmates. So, uh, do you think that uh, how would you describe your fashion? Uh, well, I guess your fashion in general, because you you mentioned that you you were kind of dressing differently from the other kids in high school. So yes. would you say that your fashion is always away from the, I guess, the current trends? You're, are you the ones? Are you the one who's uh, paving the path for a new trend every time? For me, whenever I design, I just like to um, be inspired with like my idea. I get inspiration from artwork, from a feeling, from a silhouette. I don't like to be inspired with like fashion. I don't really like to follow trends really that much. Right. I just like creating something different. I find it really fun. When you say you design something from a feeling, what can you describe that thought process? Because I I, I, I would I would really be interested in. For example, if if I was gonna design a shirt based on how I was feeling, how how do you go about doing that? Let's say like today I'm feeling really happy or something that I come out with like different prints, like different colors and prints together, like what I'm wearing right now. So I think it's really like that. I'm also like aside from doing like clothes, I'm painting. So it's also like an expression for me. Aside from like painting, I do it in, with the terms of like working with clothes, with fabric. So it's also like an art form. Like what I did with I with the thing that I released right now, like the PPE. So I started like just painting on it because I've been painting a lot of stuff, portraits, and then I enjoyed so much um, drawing, spending my time at home right now because of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I've been just like enjoying drawing, and then that's how it happened. Yeah, actually, let, let's let's delve right let's delve right into that. Uh, I think it, it's really awesome what you're doing with the PPEs, and uh, you know, at, at first, did it did it come out of the? I mean, this idea has it just did it just kind of pop out of nowhere uh, when you were during the pandemic? Where was it just something you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this? You were just painting on it in general, or or did you come up with this this whole concept before you started uh, making this line? Because I saw like the PPEs um, lock, uh, lock, sorry, look all like the same from each other, right? Because it's yeah. like basic silhouettes, it's like all plain. So why don't you just like um, jazz it up and make it fun? So that's how I played around with the idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how how have you been? Uh, 
like producing this this line and, and ha- how have you been able to mass are, are are these in mass production right now or are you just doing it all by yourself how are you how are you creating this line and distributing it well i do have sewers and then it's also like um helping the sewers because like um there's also other people that are also working with me right now okay and they're the one who's like um making the ppe so it's like helping out the displaced sewers and also i have my sewers in the atelier so at the same time um it's like a synergy so they're making like the ppes and then i'm the one who's personally painting on it so wow i'm enjoying like the process i don't really like mass produce so whenever someone orders i create for them so it's very personalized so each one is is very unique in a sense yes they can't look all the same (laughs) i guess the uh, I guess a, a concern that a, a customer might have would be the uh, the protective materials. Uh, what materials are these PPEs made made out of? I mean, is it is it like the standard grade? Where do you source these? Like the microfiber, I use microfiber for the isolation gowns. Um, it's waterproof, water repellent, and then it's really breathable as a, at the same time. And then for the two-piece PPE, I'm using like a silver back lining, which is also like um, waterproof, water repellent. But it's more mostly used like in hospitals for that one, like in the, what do you call this one? They say it's grade one um, PPE needed for the ones who are really like in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And then the next one that I'm doing is also like the co- coverall, which is like microfiber as well. All right. And you know, we have a lot of listeners, a lot of monster listeners that uh, are frontliners, uh, especially during the start of the pandemic. We had a lot of people who were tuning in saying that they were listening to us, uh, keeping us, keeping them going throughout the day. So for all our frontliners right now who want to purchase one of these protective gears uh, that, that you've created, these uh these unique pieces how can they go about grabbing them uh or getting them from you and ordering from you um they can visit my website it's um shophappyandrada.com and then everything is there like um the creations from the ppe that's the isolation gowns the two-piece and then the cover all all right it's all gonna be there Nice. So check that out, Monsters Happy. Uh, the fashion industry now, uh, it's its kind of in a state of, I don't know how would you call it. Uh, it's in flux right now. There, there's, there's not a lot of people who are really shopping for, for fashion goods. So could you shed your insights on the current state of, well, let's just start locally with the Philippine fashion industry. Uh, are you seeing or hearing uh, word around what's happening around the country in terms of fashion? Well, in terms of fashion, I think like the other designers are also shifting into making PPEs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big honor to be like a part of the industry because not only are we making like clothes, we used to make clothes for like um, celebrations, right? Like the debuts, weddings, birthdays, all the celebrations, but everything mostly is canceled. Yes. Or the weddings are like really intimate. So it's mm-hmm. not as grand as before. But then I'm proud to be a part of the industry that we're also helping out in our own way, that we're creating PPEs for like the frontliners. And I think it's like also part of like saving lives. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great that, uh, you know, you've, you found a way to adjust. So you're saying that most uh, or a lot of the fashion design- designers now are shifting 
to PPEs. We, uh, I, I have a question about the, um, the just shopping in general, like uh, not shopping, uh, purchasing fashion in general. Right now, is there is there a reason? Is there do you think people would even be buying uh, things other than PPEs? Are there people who would still be shopping for for fashion items? In your opinion? Yeah, I think it's mostly like the basic outfits or something that they really wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. Like um, last week, I was able to sell like my Barong bomber jackets. I think it's a classic. Like in the future, they can wear it as okay. well. So, and I think it's a perfect timing because I was on sale. A lot of designers are on sale right now. Uh-huh. So it's a perfect time to shop and support the industry and the designers. That's a really cool. Co- uh, you know, the Barong bomber jacket, as you as you dubbed it. Can you tell us about that? I mean, it's it, it's very. It's got a very Pinoy. You know, with the with the Barong. Uh, but it seems like you know bomber jacket. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's very um, military, very U.S. Is, is that kind of like a fusion? How how did you go about crafting that idea? Well, I think it's like a really nice fusion, like together. It's like um, the bomber jacket is something really casual, but then the barong is like made with like pineapple, which is like a staple in the Philippines that um, you only use the fabric for like formal outfits, right? Like mm-hmm. the traditional ones for like the um, traditional barongs, but then if you like fuse it with something like now, something casual with something formal, um, I guess it's uh, something that you wear for like different events. You can pair it with um, trousers or dresses. You can attend like formal parties, or you can use it for cocktail events. I guess. Yeah. So that's how I came up with it. The uh, yeah, because you you said that you you're very uh, you seem to be very particular about Filipino fabrics. I mean, you mentioned the barong, and you said it's made out of pineapple. Is that is that what you said? Correct. Yes, pineapple and oh. pineapple abaca. Yeah, so you're 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 a strong believer in Filipino fabrics. Uh, you use them in avant-garde designs for your for your fashion shows and your photo shoots. Uh, first of all, can you tell us about uh, these these materials in general? Because I you know I'm not a fashion guy. I don't know much about Filipino fabrics. Do we have a unique fabric here that that is uh, maybe even sourced out or exported throughout the world that uh, most most people like me who don't know uh, could learn about right now? Yeah, we have a lot of fabrics. We have like fabrics that are developed in different regions. There's like the pineapple silk. There's the Philippine Dupioni, pineapple abaca. They like mix it together. There's also like the pineapple with cocoon. And then I think recently or a couple of years ago, they developed the pineapple leather and it was like um, sourced here and they made it here. So it's a fusion of the skin of like the pineapple. They use it into like leather for like leather bag, shoes. They said it's very durable. Wow. So it's something that I want to try too in the future. What are the materials that you use most often, or, or is there a material that you, you that you prefer or that you have a preference for? Um, it depends with the design that I'm making, but for like Filipino outfits, um, I like using pineapple abaca and pineapple. Pineapple abaca. Yeah. Are there are these um, these materials like are there materials that are not available here that you like to use as well is there, are there are there things that you get from other countries that you use in your in your designs or is it mostly locally sourced and uh, produced materials 
When I'm designing like the ready to wear, um, it's all from the Philippines because in my own little way, I guess it's like how I'm supporting like the local industry, like the weavers. And then it's also um, just helping them to continue like the tradition of like weaving. So the younger generation would be like inspired to learn weaving as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's really good in helping out our economy. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, so to all our monsters joining us right now, we have Happy Andrada here, and she's telling us all about her her uh, her design and her fashion choices and her and her career. Which actually, we I want to kind of delve back, uh, take a take a trip back, and talk about your first ever fashion show. Can you tell us about how that came about? Uh, because you said that you 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 started one. I think was it high school? You said you had a fashion show. Um, or, my 18th birthday. Your 18th birthday. That's right. Yeah, 18th birthday. You had a fashion show. So tell us how. Uh, let's talk about a fashion show in general because whenever I see them on TV, uh, whether it be in a movie or ac- an actual fashion show, like for example the uh, the Victoria Secret fashion show, um, there seems to be a lot going on on stage. But also, what I'm really curious about is what's going on backstage. Can you tell us about the the workings of a fashion show from from you know from conception to end? How how what happens in, in during a fashion show? Well, it's quite a process. Like first, you have to like design concept, and then there's a lot of people involved with like um, a fashion show. You have to get like um, but you have to think about the venue, the lights, the directors, like the models. A makeup artist, a stylist, it's really like um, crazy, it's so busy in the backstage. But whenever you're like watching the show, it looks like it's all chill and calm and fun. Yeah. But then when it's like in the backstage, it's really like sometimes it's chaotic, um, especially when you're like rotating models. Mm. So you have to like share sometimes when you have like a group show, you have to share with like other designers. So the changing is like really fast. You only have like a couple of seconds to change. Wow. Everyone's just like running around, especially if you have like accessories. <laughs> and then after that one, when the models would go back and change back, like um, to the next designer, you're going to see like the accessories like in the floor or the shoes somewhere, or the clothes. So after the show, if ever there's like a lot of designers, you have to like really look around to look for your stuff. <laughs> You'll never know where it is. <laughs> How is the uh, you run into you 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 meet a lot of designers in your lineup work, uh, whether it be at shows or just in in other in other sectors. How does collaboration work between designers? Because you know, there's a lot of fashion designers, fashion lines that that have collaborations together. So yeah. uh, I wanted to get your insights on collaborating with a with another designer. How does that work? Do you do you both draw on the same canvas? I mean, do you just talk to each other and kind of share your ideas, and then something comes into fruition? How does collaborating with another designer? Uh, work in on your end at least i think collaboration is about like seeing like the same vision together you get to like talk about what you like and then agreeing with like the vision which one which direction you're gonna take uh-huh. um let's say for an example i had a fashion show called Beria before okay and then i collaborated with my friend who owned like a t-shirt um company called happy days so he was the one printing on the outfit so we used to print on t-shirts but then i made like for that fashion show i made like um 
outfits and those outfits are like um, inspired by the Peria characters. Mm-hmm. So um, everything is in character. So he placed like prints on everything and it looked really avant-garde and couture. And then it was so much fun because he was the one who drew even like the the stage. So it was like a big clown with like the mouth open and then the moths came out from like the mouth. I guess he's like a really good like um, local artist. Okay. He's like I'm also promoting the same thing, collaborations like that. It's like promoting the same thing, which uh-huh. is like the Filipino culture and Filipino pride, I guess. That's great. The, the, um, how about the shows abroad? Uh, how can you tell us about your experiences abroad? If, is it if it is it really a wildly different animal when compared to let's say a Philippine fashion show or the Philippine fashion industry? What do you notice when you travel to? I mean, we mentioned the whole list of places that you went: Beijing, uh, Toronto, Singapore, Korea, Japan. Each country has their own unique sense of style and fashion. So, do you have to adjust whenever you go there? Um, not really. Whenever I'm showcasing my work, I just want to be proud that I'm Filipino. So I make sure I always um, use like Filipino-made materials whenever I go. And then when they see it, it's something really different to them. And then they're like really in awe, and they appreciate seeing it. Like it's a first for them usually. Uh-huh. And then I explain like the background, like um, it's made in the country, it's made by weavers or tribes, and they love the backstories. Yeah. And then yes, for um, sorry, mm-hmm. the fashion shows um, abroad, like Fashion Week. Um, I had a show in Toronto and London Fashion Week, and also Amsterdam. I would say the difference actually there is like the call times. Like here, the call times are like really early. Uh-huh. Like the models have to show up sometimes around 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Super early, and the show is like 7 p.m. Oh wow! But then there, but then there like for the fashion shows, um, our call time was like around an hour and a half, or like only two hours, and everything was like um, done like really fast, like directing, makeup, hair. And the hair was like really awesome. You wouldn't believe it was only like two arse today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, that's just something to do. I'm not sure why, but here, especially for events, uh, for example, I work I work events as an MC. My call time is always hours before. For I, I would say the prep time really only should be an hour or, or two. Is that something that you think should change here? And during I mean during shows here in the Philippines do you do we really need a 12 hour window for to get ready for for I, I mean not I mean excusing the technicians and the stage and everything but just like for example you the designer the models do they really have to be there 10 11 12 hours before the show starts that's true I don't think so because you can get things done really fast right like the yeah. makeup the lineup the director like how they direct like how they're gonna walk or something mm-hmm. i think it could be done with two hours only in two hours right you don't yeah. have to be there super early right. there's a lot of like idle and waiting time for them mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of difficult for them though because they don't have any choice but to be there really early yeah and just wait around <laughs> yeah Happy, uh, since I have you here, and uh, because I'm not the most fashionable guy, but I do enjoy uh, streetwear, uh, like uh, street culture, street street fashion, and I wanted to get your your insights on street fashion, street fashion uh, in general, because uh, especially around Asia, in Japan and Korea, they have a very distinct 
urban streetwear kind of look. Uh, how, what about the Philippines, though? When I think of street fashion here, it always seems to have been either copied or emulated or, or mostly, you know, taking inspiration from either the States or maybe Japan or Korea. Do we have a unique sense of, of style here, for at least for street or uh, uh, casual wear? For casual wear, I think it's really like mostly basics. So we can't really say like where it's from. Yeah. I think the thing that would um, distinguish like Filipino look is like when we use like the materials or when we base it from like our cultural like background, like the the fabrics and stuff, right? And also like the print, if we add like Filipino to it, like the drawings of like someone wearing barong or like baiku or something. I guess I would make it Filipino, but then the other looks are like really basic, so we can't really tell. Do you find that look Filipino? Do you find that our weather presents a challenge to to uh, making our our or at least diversifying our fashion choices here? Because in other countries where there's cold weather, you know, there's layering, there's jackets, there's you know, there there's scarves. Here, it's kind of hard to do that. Have, have you seen that kind of challenge here? And is there any way around that? Or do we just really have to stick to short sleeve stuff or, or thin layers of clothing? Yeah, I guess it's quite a challenge to have like weather like that. And also, I guess if you're going out wearing a trench coat, people would actually look at you. <laughs> Why is that person wearing a trench coat? I saw that a couple of times like um, outside while we were driving around. There's like someone in a trench coat or someone wearing a scarf. It's kind of hot here. In the street? <laughs> it was out in the open? They were in the street? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's kind of different. We were like pointing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I guess we have to be considerate of the material because it's really warm, especially we had like a really hot summer. Even if we were indoors, it was still hot. So I guess the material is like making a really big factor. It doesn't have to be short sleeve. It could be um, long sleeve, but something really comfy, something very lightweight or soft. I guess that's important. All right, Happy. Let's delve into your uh, into your uh, your career as a stylist. On on the other hand, uh, as a stylist, how do you take someone's vision? Because when when unless they draw it for you or, or show you a picture, it must be difficult to kind of understand someone's style or what they want that they're going for how do you how do you tackle that whenever a client says i want it to look like this and they just give you maybe a description how do you conceptualize that in your mind as a stylist um when i worked as a stylist before i used to work for tv um they would just let me know like make it look k-pop or something or i want prints and prints just like play around with it i guess i love styling too so it's just like a matter of putting different things together and making it work it's either you work with like the color scheme or you work with the prints you combine like different silhouettes so it's a lot of fun whenever i'm given like um i find it as a challenge like a project runway kind of thing so if they tell me to like um have like a a different set of looks that they need so I think it's fun to having like that kind of challenge. Is there a uh, is there a style that you enjoy uh, suggesting to clients? Because you know sometimes they'll ask you, "What do you suggest?" 
is there something that really pops up in your mind like i really like this style and i think this is what you should go for is there something that like that in your in your on your on your end is there something that you prefer or or something that you really just love showing to clients like this is an awesome style that i think would work yes for me um i'm really particular with the fit i would say I'm very basic. I would say always wear something that would fit your silhouette, your body type. As long as it's flattering, there you can play around with like the shapes, the colors, and everything, the style, the cuts. It really depends on the silhouette of a person, which one you want to emphasize or something, or what you want to hide. So it depends with the body type, really, and the person. Yeah, so uh, would you say that uh, anybody can be fashionable then? Because uh, they can, you know, it doesn't matter what shape or size you are. If you find the right clothing that fits your silhouette, as you said, then it could look good on anything. Could look good on anybody. Yeah, anyone could be fashionable. Like fashion is for everyone. Yeah. If it's like an expression, it's your freedom of who you are. You. You wear something that you really like, or you wear something that you're proud to say. It's like showing who you are. Mm. So I guess it's really an expression. You gave that tip of finding something that fits your silhouette uh, to all our monster listeners out there. Uh, what other tips or or ba- I, I don't know if these are basic suggestions, uh, but just what what tips do you have for them? to up their fashion sense uh, besides uh, finding something that's their silhouette is there are there any other rules of thumb that you can uh, impart on us i would say about fashion just have fun with it like don't be too hard on yourself they have to wear like the current trend or something just use it as an expression have fun and be bold just don't be, be afraid <laughs> yeah. don't right. be afraid with it <laughs> don't be like intimidated okay so i think it's about it's i think fashion is all about the wear and how you carry yourself so that is really important to so just be confident and have fun you, you say that uh you know be you know be yourself be bold but i gotta ask is there is there anything that you would consider bad fashion or is there anything that you don't think is fashionable or because what if someone wears something and they really like how they feel in it they think they look great but you know some people might say oh that's a bad look is that still is that considered bad fashion or is it just their fashion choice or their fashion taste is different yeah i would say it's different because everyone is different but for me really i would say it's bad when it's really badly fitted badly when it's like fitted. yeah puckering up or like the sewing is awful okay. or you find the cut really off that it's not flattering at all i would say mm-hmm. that's pretty bad for me uh, so it's more on the, on the technical aspect yeah you wear something just wear it with confidence and right. probably will get away with it <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to ask your thoughts happy uh, about the uh celebrity fashion lines uh You know, there are a lot of celebrities who come up with either partnerships, collaborations, or their own fashion lines. Uh, do you have any celebrity, like whether locally or internationally, that that you find are either really cool or really weird or or really creative? Uh, for for at least for me, the ones that I see, the names that I see pop up a lot, Kanye West, for example, yeah. coming up with some weird stuff do you have any thoughts yeah. on celebrity fashion celebrities becoming fashion designers or fashion creatives 
I guess like um they do have collaborations where they have their own line, like even like Beyonce, right? Beyonce, yeah. Yeah, she had like Ivy Park, mm-hmm. and then like Kanye. Like I think they're trying to make a statement, or they do have like their followers that are actually dressed up like that, uh-huh. or even like with um his wife Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Do do you, uh, do you, do you think that uh, I mean do you do you like any of these lines or do you do you do you support any of them? Do you like? Do you would you buy any of these? I would I wouldn't say I would buy it, but I would say that fashion is like all different. We create like different stuff, so it depends with like the designer. So whatever their expression is, I would totally like. Um, just uh, respect that one mm. and see if it's different. I would say that's creative. All right, true. So I wouldn't really like judge and say that one's like pretty bad or something. Okay, got it, got it. The uh, the the pan before the pandemic, uh, you know, pre-pandemic. Let's just let's just pretend that the pandemic never happened. It's not happening right now. If if it if it never happened, what were the or what are the fashion? Trends that you were seeing for this year, 2020. Were there any fashion trends emerging or developing or or re-emerging in your mind? I would say that fashion was going really like big and bold and fun. It was really like avant-garde. The statement pieces were like making like a comeback, like the really fluffy outfits. Huh? It was really fun. But yeah, but since the pandemic happened, it's like going back to basics, classic cuts and stuff. So most of my clients before for like the prom, they wanted like something that would stand out and be like a head turner or like even like bridal gowns. They wanted to be like a statement mm-hmm. and look really different. So yeah, okay. the uh, let's let's talk about the well the the proms, the debuts, the the wedding industry here. I mean, it's one of the probably I would say one of the biggest. Industries uh, in terms of events and and for fashion here in the Philippines, can we talk about that? Uh, have you? Well, let's start with let's just start with the uh, let's let's start from the early stages. So let's start with with debuts and proms. Yes. How 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 big of an industry is that really? Because you know I've hosted a few, but I I can't grasp how many dresses, for example, you would make in in would would you say could you could you count it in a year? Could you give us a number or? A, a rough estimate of how many dresses you make for proms and debuts in a year? In a year, it's kind of different to count because it's always like different. It's changing. Yeah. Never really counted <laughs> in a year. I but it must be. Counting. It must be. It, can you give us a ballpark figure? Is it in the hundreds? Um, together with weddings, probably hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, k- k- what are your wedding comes with entourage gowns, and then I'm also making like um, what do you call this? Bridal robes. Bridal robes. And yes, the bridal robes. It's like a big hit. A lot of like clients were buying it for their wedding during prep time. So, yeah. What What is the uh, the Filipina bride uh, looking for in a in a dress right now? Is there is it is it always been the same in throughout the years or? Have there been trends in Filipino wedding gowns uh, throughout your career? Well, I think the trends are currently changing with like the bridal gowns. Sometimes um, I had clients before they wanted like avant-garde looking, and then there's like this time they wanted like classic, 
and then other brides before wanted no beadworks at all. Like right now, they want a lot of beadworks, lace, something romantic. So it actually really changes. Okay. Do you see Do you see uh, the wedding industry booming once this pandemic is over? Once they find a vaccine and everyone can go outside and it's safe. Do you think that all the weddings that were supposed to happen this year will there be a boom whenever it does clear up? Yeah, I'm sure because um, love is always like um, happening, right? It's always on time. But then um, even without the even with the pandemic, like people are getting married right now. They have like intimate weddings. Like I do have a couple of clients that they push with their wedding, so we have to like finish everything too. Even if they have like a smaller guest list, and I think some of my clients also like move their weddings when there's a vaccine or like some like 2022 or 2021. Uh-huh. Um, I think the wedding industry would definitely bounce back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, it, it, when you make a wedding dress, uh, you know, usually it's the you know, they, people say you know it's the bride's big day. So. Is it always the bride that you communicate with when it comes to the dress? Because you know, with Filipino families, they're especially like with the moms and the lolas, they always have to say, "Oh, your dress should look like this. Your dress should look like that." Do you have, have you ever had any uh, any issues with with the the look of with with the, the the vision of a dress because there are so many people coming at you with what they want it to look like? I think. Um People have like their look books, their pegs, like what they want to look like, like the fabric, they want this color. And then I think some of the brides are asking approvals too from like the parents. Mm. And also like the husbands, some of the husbands are the ones who are approving things. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to present it and show it. So I'm also talking to them and then convincing them that this look is better or this fabric is better. Okay. So it's, it's quite a process, but it's really yeah. fun. It seems like the one, the, the the people that you're describing, the brides and the well, the brides and the family that you're describing, seem to know what they want. But what about on the other uh, on the other side of things? What if there's a client that that asks for you know your your work or asks you to help them out, but they don't really know what they want? How do you help them out? I do have a lot of clients like that as well, but in my atelier, we also have like ready-to-wear gowns. So I make them try and make them see which silhouette would fit their body type better, and then I guess they would find out if they find the one, the one gown that would like work for them. I think they have a feeling that this looks great in me or something. Yeah. And then from that on, we design like the details. We decide the colors and everything. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about you, Happy. Your your personal, at least in your on your personal end. What was your? Did you design your own wedding dress? Yeah, I designed my own wedding dress. Uh-huh. I I wore something that matched my husband. So we wore like um barong. So he wore like a barong suit, and then I wore like a barong wedding gown. So it was like layers of like. Um, pineapple fabric and with embroidery. So my husband is French, but then I made him wear like something Filipino. Right. So it's nice. And then um, we changed like how many times to during like the wedding. So we had like uh, an outfit for like the reception, and then we had like another outfit for the for the after party. 
Right. And also, like our first dance, what we did was like the quick change, like the magicians, right? Oh, you did that? Yeah. <laughs> Around six times. So it was a lot of fun. It was quite a show. That's amazing. <laughs> Happy, what about the, uh, the for, for menswear? Do you, do you design men's items as well, uh, at least for weddings and stuff? Or, or is it just the bride and or the, the female dresses? For the menswear, my husband has his own line, so he's making the suits. It's called Benoit, and Benoit. then it's like um, suits for the grooms, for the groomsman, for the dad, basically for the entourage, or even for like um, corporate outfits or like um, people who want to wear suits, just for anyone. <laughs> All right, awesome. It's called Benoit. Yes, it's named okay. after him. Name. Ooh, nice. All right, happy. Uh, let's move on to uh, the uh, the next, or rather, the I have a question about fashion criticism. Have uh, as a designer, I'm sure that, or like you said, fashion is, is it's very subjective. So there yeah. are people that will that will love. Well, most people love your work, but have you ever gotten criticism that uh, was either useful or constructive criticism? Uh, to, to put it that way or have you ever gotten something that you really just disagreed with like I don't agree with with this person what they said about this line how do you deal with all of that um I guess you just don't have to like really listen to like other people about like they're just gonna comment about your theme or something when it's really shallow uh-huh. um, I don't really remember like um, reading something probably when I was starting like articles but it's a fashion week thing so people just come up with like different reviews just to yeah. say something right so i don't really get affected with it because i think the personal comment the comment was just about like the theme the theme okay so it's, yeah. not, it's not something that you take yeah. to heart that's true and also like the music which i didn't choose it was like chosen by the director oh okay <laughs> Do you have a, is, that, is there any advice that you would give to aspiring uh, fashion designers who are listening right now who uh, probably even look up to you or, or idolize you? What, what do you suggest they, they do? Uh, well, especially now during this pandemic, if they want to start right now, do you have any tips for them? I guess that um, fashion, if you want to be a designer, you have to know your personal style, like who you are, um, because I guess that that's the thing that makes you different from others. Mm-hmm. That's how you're gonna stand out if you have your own look. And then it's a perfect time to learn like how to make clothes, how to design. You can take like courses online and you can read more. There's a lot of like um, courses you can enroll. And I guess it's a perfect time to just learn and then grow as a person while you're staying home. Yeah. Staying safe at home. Uh, you know, uh, your sister uh, I read is is uh, uh, Viva. Viva. She's also a designer, but also she just won a poetry competition. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah she did. It was the uh, COVID Times Poetry Competition. So, do, do you have any? Uh, do you want to share the story about that? Well, my sister, um, she really like writes um, poems. Like, if I had like a fashion show before during my 18th birthday. Um, for her, she launched like um, a book, a poetry book. So she's been writing since she was a kid. Okay. So until now, she's still writing. She has her podcast. And oh, nice. 
What's, the, love- what's the name of her podcast? Um, it's called La Viva. La Viva. Yes. Awesome. I think she goes like um, every week, and it's like okay. really nice because it's very motivational and inspiring. Okay. Awesome. Uh, happy for our uh, fashion, our aspiring fashion uh, people here who are listening. For the you know, once the pandemic is over, what what are your insights on on the fashion industry and how people will will what do you think is going to happen like in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic for the fashion world? I guess people would try to be like um, back to normal the way it is, way it was. So mm-hmm. probably they're still going to have like their events, the reunions. People are going to be cautious, but then they're still going to go out. Like the weddings would push through. There's going to be a lot of like um, events, seeing family, seeing um, schoolmates, like reunions were the Ninangs would <laughs> um, have their dance made again. Yeah. Yeah, the weddings are going to get bigger. Awesome. It's kind of sad that um, like the weddings got canceled. Like there are a lot of Ninangs. Do so I have like a lot of Ninang clients? So I still have their gowns. But it got canceled. Like the weddings became like intimate, so they don't get to use the gowns anymore. But oh, no. maybe in the future, hopefully, they could use it. Hopefully, yeah. I, I've I've heard that a lot of people who are celebrating or who are doing these intimate weddings right now, uh, the ones that I've spoken to at least, have plans to re like redo their wedding once things return or once the new normal begins. Uh, hopefully, they could use the dresses then. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, so happy before we uh, before we we let you go and then uh, you know enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you if you wanted to tell all our listeners once again about your about your your line right now, your PPE line, also where they can find you uh, online, where they can keep up with what you're doing and what, what you're up to, what you're working on. Please let us know. Well, um, you can find my collection of PPEs. I'm selling isolation gowns and two-piece um, PPE and also cover all suit. Um, you can find it in my shop, uh, which is shophappyandrada.com. And all these creations are kind of one of kind because I painted it like one by one. Like whenever you order, I create it for you. So it's very personalized and different. All right. Is there anyone uh, who is listening right now that you want to say hello to? Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of fans out there and friends and family that, that you would like to say hello to. Well, I would like to say hello to my family, my mom, my husband, my sister, <laughs> and my um, relatives too, and also all my friends. And everyone out there, hello to everyone. <laughs> all right, so to all our monsters, please go check her out, Happy Andrada. You can also find her at happyandrada.designer and check out her website that she just mentioned uh, check out that new line of PPEs and hopefully happy the fashion industry uh, booms again once again and thank you very much for joining us this evening and I wish you all the best and hopefully you can design a cool monster RX 93.1 uh, clothing for us one day that would be awesome <laughs> thank you very much happy for joining us and uh And to all the monsters out there, have a wonderful Thursday evening. Join us again next week for more hot conversations here on Heard on Thursdays. My name is JC Tevez, and have a good evening. Goodbye. Bye. Heard on Thursdays. Heard on Thursdays. The show that made Philippine FM radio talk. Winner of multiple KBP Golden Dove Awards. Only on Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1.